So what up, what up? Welcome to 2023. Welcome back to another episode of Between Two Posts, episode 53. It is Monday. It's January 9th. It's Everett alongside Evan and Evan, and you'll hear Kyle a little bit later. He jumps on briefly with us. Um, we're buzzing. We're rolling. We're excited to get back going. Evan Moyes gave us the push here to like, hey, we should get another episode rolling. And uh, boy, oh boy, I think we got a doozy for you. At least it's a fun listen at the very least. Uh, Moyes, how are you? I'm good. I was uh, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Everett Bromarito roll through my uh, hometown, namely my place of uh, my place of business, if you will. Uh, Absolutely. Got to watch him guzzle down a uh, a half pound cheeseburger and some fries, and then uh, set him on his way. Uh, Don't forget today, about that classic root beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The classic birch beer from the back building. And then, uh, actually, uh, sad to announce today, I entered the player assistance program for, uh, bacon, egg and cheese croissants from Duncan. So my addiction, uh, at the end of the day, Evan, we're, I don't know how to say this. We're, we're with you. We're with you every step of the way. Um, and like always, like, I, I don't think, you know, a lot of people think I'm doing it for the show, but like you ever need anything, you call me because uh, I'm right there with you. And like, at the end of the day, we got to be accountable for each other, but um, you, we're going to get through this. You know that we're going to, we're going to get through this. We'll be all right. <laughs> Painter, how are Bigger you? Bigger than hockey. Doing all right. We're buzzing along. Started uh started back up at school, just being a division one mathlete, you know, being real mathletic, getting ready for the exam. What's that so GPA Wednesday, look like right now? It's probably like a three one. Yeah, that's not very mathletic, but we, we gotta get those numbers up, dog. <laughs> I know. It's a three one GPA. It's it's stopping me, you know. If I wanna if I wanna go to UNO and be a great team manager and a great practice player, I need to get it up and do better for the team. You you gotta you gotta go watch Rudy a couple times. Really get into that like grit, like I'm gonna make it kind of you know mode. You know what I mean? Oh God, talk about grit. Going to working a a, a long day being an electrician and then going to the community college to do my class. That's another like hour and a half and have a guy who talks with a monotone voice tell me about how many times he's watched people blow up in the field. That's it'll grizzly. You. Yeah, man, that's, that's definitely trade work. That's uh that's exactly what trade work sounds like. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, on a brief intro, do you guys have any NHL takes, anything you guys want to touch on hockey wise pro? Uh, well, I'll get into, I'll get into my take when we get to tell our little story. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how that's going to tie in, but I can't wait. So, um, I get done doing my loop, obviously went to Buffalo, saw Kenesha, saw Niagara, drove down to Mercyhurst, uh, or Erie, Pennsylvania. That is an awful drive. If you guys haven't done it, driving down on earth, you've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Buffalo going down to Mercy or reverse Erie to buff, uh, at, at night and it's raining. There are no lights. You might as well be like up north in the UP Michigan. There's nobody around. It's terrifying. And like you don't know where you're going. Like you're just on the freeway, freewheeling it. Um, 
anyways, did, did popped over to Erie, saw the Otter, saw the the Hearst men's team. Women were on the road out in Connecticut doing a swing. Shout out Maddie Lamalfa. Uh, then buzzed down to Youngstown. Got to visit the town of Grit, as they call it, Ohio. Now I'm in the South. Buzz over to uh, Razzle Dazzles. And at about 3.42 on a Thursday, me and Evan both pulled into Razzles at the same time. So this is where the story actually starts is, you know, I go to get out and walk in so we can have a bite to eat and take a, take a load off and relax for a second. And Evan comes over curious as always, Hey, you got the V10 stuff in the car. I'm like, fuck yeah, I do for you. I definitely do pop open the trunk, zip open some bags. And we're just kind of shooting the shit, hanging out. And out of the corner of my eye, there's a nice gentleman outside of the establishment of Razzles ripping a dart. You know, classic 3.30, you know, Thursday, getting a couple beers in, watching some sports, having some darts. And, uh, I mean, that's the life. And I just, I, you know, like how you feel a vibe, you know, when like you just feel like this, this is going to go down a certain way. Not that this was bad or anything, but like I just knew something was going to happen. He kind of slowly strolls on over and just asks, what, what are you guys doing out here? And, you know, we were just selling hockey equipment out of the back of trunks like we always do. Um but he was a character, Evan. I mean, uh, I guess I, I'll finish my side. The, the only thing I see next is Evan's trying on a chest protector. And this guy's got his face in a bag already looking through shit. And he asks and turns to me. He goes, hey, can I look in here? And I, <laughs> I just laugh in my head, Evan. I'm like, you're already like, you know, neck deep in this bag. Yeah, you can go right ahead, buddy. <laughs> no. And then, well, my favorite part is all this is happening. He's still got the dart in his hand. Yeah, he's he and he's digging through the bag, and I'm like, he's gonna get a cigarette burn on one of these. And then he he pulls out a glove. He's got I don't know what it what was it a, a, a SLR, SLR three glove, yeah. and he start he starts you know closing it, open it, closing it, open it. He goes and then he like grabs it with his other hand, like with the dart in his hand, like in between his fingers as well. He's oh like, my god, do you mind if I go take this inside really quick? And and you're just like, you looked at me, and I'm like, I don't know. And, and he's and I'm, we're just sure. So he takes it inside. I'm assuming my brother was in there at the time, I think, doing something. And I'm assuming he took it in to show him. And this is the best. This is the best part of the story. The guy comes. The guy comes back out and he goes, "Yeah, the owner. The owner's son, I think, used to used to you know play some pro, and and I think he played at Ohio State too. I'm like, you mean me? <laughs> he's no, like, oh, was- that's you? No way. <laughs> he did. He did. Well. Oh, I thought he was probably talking about your dad because he's like, oh, the others, the owner's cousin or something, his brother or something used to play like hockey in college or something like that. And then you just looked at him. He's like, no, it was his son and it's me. And he goes, it was you. And it was just such a like a classic Midwestern run in just a stranger that just wanted to like check things out. Nicest guy. Yeah, but that that was the take I had, though, because obviously like i like you see them in pictures and stuff like that but it's so different like holding something and even more different like trying something on and like skating in something but i like i'd I'd seen the v10s in pictures but i hadn't actually seen them up close holy fuck is that pad gonna be like one of your guys i think it's gonna be a very good seller for you because anyone listening to this podcast go out try on some v10s go take a look at what i'm saying these are unbelievable. I would sell my soul for a pair of V10s in a heartbeat. I wish I was still playing so I could fucking 
actually uh, rationalize buying myself a set of V10s. But the sad reality is I am retired. I only get to skate about once every month. And it would be a complete waste of money. But holy fuck, do I wish I still played hockey so I could wear those pads. Yeah, the uh, I mean, the V10s are unbelievable. But I do I, I do remember this, too. He grabbed it and he just started, like, punching it. Because he, he went from glove in hand, dart in right hand, dart in mouth, and just doing a little <laughs> lip. It's like, you guys still beat the shit out of these things like you used to when we were playing baseball? He just kept punching it. And we're like, well, yeah, you kind of just, you got to eventually break it in. He goes, oh, that's pretty cool. Pulls the dart out. Can I take this inside? <laughs> Dude, and mind you, like, mind you, like, you're like, I got this chest, like, you're like trying to help me put this chest pad on and get it like adjusted. I just wanted to try it on. Obviously, I'm, I miss it. But, uh, like, but all this is going on, and this guy's just having a field day in the back of your car and all these Vaughn bags, and I'm just like, dude, this this couldn't be any more, like, just exactly what you'd expect, honestly, because that's just, at a, like, at a small town little bar like that, that's what you're going to get is just, you know, Uncle Randy showing up, like, oh, yeah, you guys got some hockey gear back here? Let me try this shit on. That guy's never put skates on in his life either. <laughs> oh, it, well, that was my favorite part is he's like, you know, do you guys still beat the shit out of these things like we used to? It's like, you played hockey? But no, I, it was uh, it was definitely interesting. But I, I was, I I don't know. Just one of those things where it's like, it, I don't, and I, I mean, we might be different. That's like, the, I feel like that might be what's different about our generation. Like, our generation, we kind of just put our horse blinders on when we see people doing shit. We don't really talk, but like, like I, maybe the older generations are just like, oh yeah, they're they're allowed to be a little curious. I want to just but, get in on the mix on whatever's going on around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was classic. Um, you guys got anything else? Actually, well. I mean, are you? Are we, is anyone hard out? Anyone got time? You, you know, like you got to go do something right I now. I got time. I got probably another fiver here. All right. So, um, let's see. Uh, oh, so here's a funny story. Um, oh well, I got a, I got a couple different things. So I'll tell this one because it's not that funny, but uh, I think it is. So obviously. You know, I've been engaged. I got a trip to Mexico planned in April for my buddy's 30th, and that's coming up here in about three months, right? Uh, as, you know, Evan has announced going into the player assistance program and myself having been in there, uh, eating a lot of breakfast sandwiches and eating a lot of sweets hasn't put me in the best shape to show off this body in, in Mexico. And I can do better. You know, at the end of the day, I know for a fact I can fucking do better. Um, but I, bottom line, haven't been feeling great about my weight. Mexico in April and on the road the other day I'm staying in a little town a little hotel in Erie Pennsylvania and everything seems fine like I've been in worse hotels no big deal and I was going you know I'm showering I'm cleaning up after a long day's work and uh, I went to go wash my legs and I step on this corner thing little corner ledge that's clearly there for you to like step on and like girls would probably shave their legs or whatever i, I stepped on that thing and that fucker broke clean off <laughs> and i'm like yeah. man i really i really gotta figure out this uh 
this weight issue and this diet uh diet starts tomorrow for sure so i ADHD well, pills. dude can i uh i don't know and i don't know if you gotta cut this out you cut it out but can you tell everyone what you asked uh that jersey they got you for from jari can you tell everyone what you had had him sign it how you had him address it oh so i mean we can keep that in like as a gift uh you know somebody had hooked up jerseys to get signed by tristan jari for for a lot of the people uh at vaughn as a thank you for what for what you do um and uh i was asked hey what do you want him to put on there and I said, well, what did I say? I mean, it was something along the lines like, hey, good luck on the diet. You're going to need it, kid. No, <laughs> I, th- I, think it, I think it was like Everett. Good luck on your weight loss journey. Yeah. Dude, and I you were I think you I, we, I forgot what we were. I think we were talking on the phone and like you were yelling over to Adam, I think what you wanted him to say. And you're like, Adam, actually, I thought about it. Don't have him say don't have him just address it to Everett. Have it say Everett. Good luck on your weight loss jersey. Love or weight loss journey. Love Tristan Jari. Oh man, that would have been all time. Are they is are they actually gonna send it to you? There's no way he's ever gonna say it's, it'll probably just have his name signed on it. I because when I said that, Adam just laughed at me and said there's no shot. So <laughs> oh, that would have been so funny. That would have been that would have been in our autograph hall of fame next to the Howie picture of for my dad yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so um episode 53 uh we're we're going into year two now technically with the show um be sure to like follow subscribe uh the show on spotify and apple Podcasts. follow like subscribe rate comment to show us some love the other thing follow us on instagram the instagram handle is at b2p podcast so there's two P's in there. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, Painter's throwing out memes. Uh, there's funny pictures of us. There's clips from the show. And just be sure to listen every week, every Wednesday. You know, we're trying to be every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we are. We took off for holidays, cut us some slack. But uh, that's it. That's all I got. Boys, anything? No, sir. Let's have some fun with Sky Garver. Yeah. Go on. Huge, huge guest. Go Lions. Go Comets. Uh, Skylar Garver's on live from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So enjoy the show and we'll see you next week. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, holy moly, we're back with another episode. It's a brand new year and we are very, very uh, privileged to have such a fine man on our sights. The finest man out of Fort Wayne, the most handsome man out of the War Memorial, the kid from Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's Skylar Garver. Sky, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I, I don't think I deserve that introduction, uh, especially not with Moisey here on the podcast, who's been in Fort Wayne, been in the War Memorial. He outclasses me by a lot, but that's okay. Uh, appreciate the introduction. Thanks thanks for having me. Yeah, but at the end of the day, though, who stands guard? Who guards that place with their uh, heart and soul? Is it you or is it Evan Moise who was in there one, once upon a time? It, it depends who you ask. Uh, the The legend of what Evan Moyes did while he was a wheeling nailer is still talked about to this day. So I don't know if I can take credit for that or not. But uh, that was, he, he left a mark, that's for sure. That was my last pro game. Oh, I know, buddy. That was my I last kept, real hockey game. I know. Are you kept one game played there? What? Was it only one game played there? Yeah. And wow. well, that was that was the game they tried get me to fake injured so Billy Higgins could go in. <laughs> 
my last program we're down like five two with about 45 seconds left d-man comes up to me fake like you're hurt i think they're gonna try and get billy in <laughs> in in your last ever pro game can you just not play so our equipment guy could get on the ice that'd be great what? dude i don't care it would have been par for the course with the rest of my career so hey congratulations on your retirement by the way what a career it was well i'm just waiting for the call the e-bug call from the fort wayne comments it will be my pleasure to sew that nameplate onto the back of a jersey well, I might, I might have to fight. I might have to fight you for. It. I might have to well, fight for the spot. I'll let you win. The jersey be- is already ready to go. It's it is. Yeah, the nameplate, the nameplate styled in, just yeah. waiting there, ready to be sewn on. So the second that you see your phone ring from me, just know that that's why. Um, I mean, we got to talk about a story because you guys threw it up in the group chat, and I didn't even know this that you guys have actually dressed like full on, played a game in the East Coast Hockey League against each other, correct? That is correct. Wow. I don't, I mean, like I said when I responded, like, that's how is that a fucking possible sentence? It was pretty crazy. Uh, Yeah, you want to tell her or you want me to? Go ahead. It's all about you. No, it's not. Don't say that. Um, So we were uh, were in the wheel, and we had Jordan Papirny get called up the night prior. Um, And in wheeling, there is not a great selection of e-bugs. Oh, there we go. Sorry. And uh, with that being said, uh, it was either me or Bill Higgins. And I said, you know what, I'm going to be selfish and give this a shot here. So uh, we had to uh, call a cab company, have Papirini get to the Pittsburgh airport uh, around six o'clock in the morning for a flight out to Vegas. Uh, we, I went from 6 a.m. driving down to the rink with him to the West Bank. Oh, beautiful, beautiful rink. Uh, and him and I uh, packed up all his stuff, got him on his way. Uh, I have, uh, I played goalie probably what, maybe three, four times in my life and, uh, threw on an old set of gear that we had actually, funny enough, the Comets had bought the year prior for, uh, LP gained Um, so it was Comets gear with pad wraps on it that we ended up just taking off. So match perfect. It was pretty funny. Um, put it on, went out for morning skate, realized couldn't go down so that the hips don't quite work in the butterfly position. Uh, so that was not an option, but had a couple big, uh, glove saves, I'd like to say. And, um, yeah, it was, it was an experience like no other that I, I am ready to never do again. Who won though? Oh, we did. They did. One uh, and all. I didn't play. One I, didn't play. One and all. I didn't play. So I, didn't the, play. I think, I think the big thing, so this was my second time doing it. I had to do it one other time in Toledo. Uh, and that was after warmups. Luckily I didn't have to take warm up. The kid was injured during warmups. So I, I just threw his sweaty gear on and sat on the bench which was pretty funny uh but i uh obviously in my position you get to know the referees pretty well you've got to look after them when they come to your rink so i i tried to i (laughs) I went out for a rip at the end of the first there and went over to the refs and the lines when i said hey i got to get on the score sheet somehow and i won't say who the ref was but he's a bit of a um I just didn't have much personality to him. So he, uh, he, he wasn't feeling it. He didn't feel like being very gracious. So when I did it again in wheel, I said, Hey, cause like, I'm not giving you an option here. You're putting me on the score sheet one way or the other. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I need a 10 minute misconduct because then it goes down as a pro game play. Yeah. So if you have a penalty as a backup, you get a pro game played. And I was like, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a game played one way or another here. So I skated onto the ice after we had won. Um, Sam Harvey was in that and he, uh, he actually, we were up like two or three, nothing. And he came to me, 
uh, start of the third. And he was like, if we're still winning by a lot with a minute left, same thing. I'm going to fake hurt so you can get in. And I was like, Sam, please don't do that. Like three goals is not a big enough cushion, buddy. Um, so I, uh, I, I ended up going onto the ice after the game was over and I went over to the ref. I was like, you got to give me a penalty. And I knew him, knew him pretty well. And he's like, for what? He's like, you got to do something. I said, you sure? He said, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I just, I let it fly, uh, said some <laughs> words. And then we, uh, we chuckled about it, but he like, he made a big scene of it, blew the whistle, did the tea, everything like that. So I've got two minutes for unsportsmanlike and one game played. So that's my claim to fame in the ECHL. When, uh, when you played Moiser, could you hear him screaming from the bench? Oh, well, so in wheel, it's a really cool setup. You're not even on the bench. You actually just sit off in the tunnel. So uh, I kept my phone in my hand, and I was just sending Snapchats of him to himself the whole game. Dude. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty did sure you have your phone too, Moiser? You guys are just Snapchatting? No. No, but that's that's what I was going to say. Sky is texting Tisher about, t- Tisher about this earlier, and I was like, yeah. Like, literally every time I looked over at you, you were, like, on your phone, like, fucking around. I'm like, man, that would be what a life. You could bring your phone out on the bench. You guys should have seen the flares I was sending out that day. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking letting them know, hey, look at me. I'm just up in a coast game. I probably sent 300 Snapchats in a 60-minute hockey game. (laughs) (laughs) That's unreal. Oh hey, man! Hey, I just want to—I just want to come out and say hi. I gotta run. Uh, I got a dinner, but um, it's Kyle's birthday. Say happy birthday! Say happy birthday! Oh, happy birthday, big dog! That's huge. Thank you. I've been huge. on. Thanks uh, for thanks for choosing to spend your birthday this way. Yeah, I, I've been on the beach all day, so I'm a little fried right now. But I definitely oh. had to say hi, and uh, I'll catch up with you too uh, about the mask coming up. So uh, absolutely, have fun, boys. Hope uh, appreciate hope- it, man. Happy birthday, brother! Thanks, See guys. You, Kyle. Happy birthday. Take care. See you, Kyle. Happy birth. He's uh he's fried in more ways than fucking one, buddy. Hey, that's yeah, what I was gonna say. <laughs> he's tossed. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it, man. Like after how many years played in a total of maybe like uh thirty points in your hockey career, and yeah. you get to you get to dress and you have a game played as a goaltender. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Uh, if you're looking up my hockey career, make sure you're, I'm pretty proud of that last year's number with Pims. 26 games, 110. You like that? 110. Hell yeah, buddy. Just chucking them every game. I'm pretty sure that's only that's like great. one 10 minute misconduct too, just so you know. So no free, no free pims there. I had to earn them. So you just, were you hacking it up in the league or what? Yeah, I was having fun. I was having fun. Um, I I was not a very good defenseman, but people didn't like going into my court. I couldn't skate, but had fun. And, uh, you know, you try to find the, <laughs> find the small victories where you can. I, people didn't like playing us. I know that. <laughs> IUPUI toughest team yeah. in the league right oh yeah yeah we actually I swear we actually had a couple pretty funny ones uh we played I like Indiana University and like the thing was too Indiana University obviously being such a renowned school and, and being a bigger school they would get guys that played in the USHL and played in the NA yeah. that were just done with hockey and just wanted to play for fun uh so some of those games I mean they're they had some really good players and uh we played against a couple guys that played in the OHL when they were up with Saginaw Valley State University like we we granted it was like i'll never forget we played an outdoor tournament in detroit actually at clark park uh, oh, against, sick. yeah really cool against lawrence tech and uh we were playing in a consolation game at 7 a.m and they don't have locker rooms there it was donated when the wings <laughs> yeah. were in the winter classic so they have these uh these like white tents with like propane heaters in them and like it's it's outrageous so uh we had a consolation game at 7 a.m 
and uh, I don't think we went to bed till about three the night prior and obviously having some fun and we got to the rink at seven and uh, it was a mix of like some of the like the younger guys drinking coffee and then like me and the other guys that have been there three years were legit drinking bush lights before we went out there so it, <laughs> it was lattes. there's nothing wrong oh, with that that's how you start your day right i was wasted playing a college hockey game well a college hockey game if you will <laughs> at 7 a.m and uh yeah it was it was outrageous but like i said it was uh that that league is a good league there's in in, in its own ways like you still get to have a really good time meet some cool people and uh have fun at the same time and also uh try to get rid of some of the some of the calories that you've consumed i mean that's all it is man right you, you eat during the day and then you have like your monday night ten thirty skate and you go buzz around for about an hour and you just hope you burn off some cat food right absolutely absolutely yeah it was uh it's a fun experience I'd, I'd go back and play another year if i could tomorrow good man um sky i would do want to find out because like you're listed on elite since 2021 which was your first year ahead as uh as an equipment manager with fort wayne but what's your story because everyone's got a diff- different one like there's a lot of guys that are equipment guys now and i think you are our first equipment manager on the pod so wow thanks, thanks for popping that but we like a t-shirt <laughs> yeah that that'll be in the budget in, uh next year uh <laughs> but guys like they uh most of them are stick boys or they worked in shops or like all the guys that come from rochester all worked out of locker room sports yeah nick laser uh i just i just facetime i facetime laser today actually what a guy he's unreal eh? yeah really really good fella i love that guy would you get were you guys just chatting or did you send someone up to uh to texas no i uh i was doing some pad skins actually on rylan parento's bonds there and i i knew he had done a pair last year for his one of his goalies i think matt murray that he had yeah uh, coming out of school and i just asked if he had any tips i had never used the uh pad skin stuff before and it turned out pretty well but uh yeah it's not gonna be fun with max milosex he's got the baby blue and the yellow and i gotta try to figure out how to make them black and orange so well so that's that's tomorrow's project the nice part is the sheet's about as white as the pad. So if you just buy one sheet of black and you slap it on there, that covers the whole thing top to bottom, buddy. Yeah. You guys see that one an easy route. On, you guys will see that on the sports center, not top 10. He's got a black pad. Holy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, to my story, I guess, to, to speak to that, uh, grew up in a roller skating rink, actually. My great-grandmother and my great-grandfather uh, hand-built a roller skating rink uh, from the bottom up in 1950. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the one here in Fort Wayne on uh, Lima and Coliseum, the Roller Dome. Um, so then from there they expanded; they owned eleven roller rinks. So I was on skates for the first time when I was probably tw- two, three years old. Uh, my father worked for the federal government, so we moved out to Washington D.C. when I was really young. Uh, so when people ask where I'm from, I tend to say Virginia because that's really where I spent the majority of my life. Uh, so with with that being said, I was in a super small country town. I'm a uh, hillbilly at heart, if you will, and. Uh, Really, the only thing that we had was roller rinks. So I played roller hockey until my when I was 14. Uh, and then my mom and dad said, like, hey, if you really want to take this serious, we'll get you into ice. But uh, big shout out to them. It was a huge commitment because I obviously couldn't drive. And we were driving up to Hagerstown, Maryland, uh, three, four times a week, which is about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, I was not a good player either. So the fact that they were willing to do that was incredible. So, um, yeah, we were driving up there and, uh, obviously I knew I had started way too late to do anything with hockey other than hopefully play a little bit of college and have some fun with it. So, uh, did that and then realized I didn't want to get out of the game. Uh, I was going to school to be a criminal justice major. My old man was a cop and, uh, was hoping to kind of follow in his footsteps and, realized too that I kind of enjoyed the uh the sharpening aspect of things and the repair aspect of things and 
realized at a young age, I wasn't going to be able to do the uh, paper pushing type thing. I needed some variety every day showing up and not knowing what was going to get thrown at me. Um, so I, I kind of took that and ran with it. And uh, Indiana Tech University, which is another ACHA school, it's where I met uh, Moisey's boy, Mike Tish there. Big shout out to Tisher. And uh, it was, uh, was kind of my foot in the door, if you will. Uh, they had an unbelievable team, a couple of guys that ended up playing in the coast and SP and federal league, obviously. And like, they, they really did have a legitimate team, but that year they had funded or founded rather the NAIA where they could give full athletic scholarships for the year, uh, as opposed to ACHA. And I think there were six or eight teams that went on board with it. So they had some really good players. Um, and we ended up going down to Nashville and winning a national championship. And when I say a national championship, I think there was legit six teams in this tournament. So I don't like using that word, but we won nonetheless. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. So I got a ring. So I guess you can say that. But um, yeah, won a ring there. And then um, got lucky enough that the Fort Wayne job opened up. Um, I spent a little bit of time in a pro shop, uh, which is kind of how I got my foot in the door at Indiana Tech uh, over at our practice rink now. Um, got my foot in the door at Indiana Tech and ran with it. Like our locker room was hilarious. I used to sharpen on a portable sharpener outside. Um, like it was it was the grittiest of the grit. Um, but you know what, though? The, from the ACHA to the ECHL, I am a four-letter league at heart guy, so it, it works out perfect. Um, so, yeah, so I ended up uh, jumping into the assistant role with the legendary Joe Franke. Uh, so if you don't know his goalie story, look it up on YouTube. 1-0 Joe is a pretty incredible story. He came in, uh, I think the goalie was injured uh, 13 minutes in the third period, something like that. And they've got a bobblehead of him. He uh, he was guzzling two hot dogs and three Mountain Dews on the bench there. And then came in the game, made some saves, and actually uh, won the game in a shootout. He, like, reached back and pulled the puck off the goal line. One of the craziest saves I've ever seen, but it's a really cool story. So I worked under him for a year. Um, he was in hockey 30-some-odd years and decided he was going to retire after that. So, uh, again, right place, right time for me. I was able to take over from him and uh, really enjoyed his mentorship for a year to kind of show me the ropes because I, I came in, quite honestly, and I was just uh, very – very, very, like every single day, so excited for hockey. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, you had somebody that had spent 35, 36 years in hockey and was like kind of just run of the mill. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here we go again. Um, so I, there were definitely days I didn't make his life exactly easy. You know, I was so excited to do anything related to the to hockey in, in general, and he was over it. So um, anyways, he, he was really good to me and uh, took, took pretty good care of me, putting me under his wing there. So jumped right in. And then, uh, obviously that same year was the year COVID shut us down. So he retired at the end of the COVID year. Um, I just kind of waited around and legit collected unemployment and, uh, just did whatever I could to stay busy. And, um, went from there, then the next year I took over and we were the only team that opted in to play late. Uh, so with that being said, we started our season in January as opposed to everybody else starting in October. That was a uh, mess. Yeah, it was right. Dude, so the league crazy. offered it to everybody. Yeah, league offered it to everyone, um, and we we were the only team that took it. So we played a fifty game season, and I'll tell you what: in those fifty games, it felt like it was a hundred. So shout out to the teams that played seventy two, and um, obviously that season went super well for us. We had we had what seemed like an all star team, man. It was crazy. Um, we had Justin Vibe, Brandon Hawkins, Randy Gazzola, Stephen Harper, who's in the Dell now. Like we've we've we had an unbelievable team. Um, of basically taking guys from other teams that had opted out and put them on our team. Obviously, it, everybody was making pennies just to make it work, um, taking way less than what they were worth, and uh, it worked out too because we ended up obviously winning the Kelly Cup that year. Um, and then, so I think technically this is my fourth season with Fort Wayne. 
Uh, this will be my third as the head guy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a cool experience and, and cool to, uh, you know, I remember as a kid, like looking up how to be an equipment manager and really nobody tells you there's no right path. Like you said, you know, everybody's got their own. And, um, I think I was just a kid that was hungry that wanted to be in hockey one way or the other. And I, I knew I couldn't skate backwards hardly to save my life. So I figured, Hey, I'm just going to fix the skates instead of try to use them. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, and that's what it all comes down to. Like, especially for me, like, you want know, to talk about a garbage high school hockey kid and, uh, played a little club at Michigan state and just somehow landed landed into this is like magical you know what i mean yeah um i mean that's what's uh oh sorry no go ahead moiser because well i guess i do have a point uh the one thing i do have to say skylar you should have your own podcast or some sort of show because that was like one of the most eloquently put together stories we've had on here in like a long time especially between me and moiser and painter like shit like you you might have to take my job because man no i don't want your job ripping with that I know I don't want your job, buddy. That's that's the reason I'm here, so I can help help uh, help present this uh, podcast that you guys have. It's an awesome pod that I listen to. Uh, actually, most road trips, once I'm uh, caught up on whatever tunes I'm not listening to, big Zach Bryan guy, as you guys are aware. Oh fuck uh, yeah! <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not listening to him, I'm, I'm definitely tuning into your guys' podcast. I saw your guys' Kemper podcast. That one was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, like I, I love this pod. Honestly, it's a really cool thing. Well, we appreciate it, Sky. We love you, dude. But no, I, like I was just going to say, I think it's it's like great. And Tisha and I were talking about it, like it's crazy to think you went from literally like ACHA one year, like in a three year span, you went from ACHA, you know, equipment guy to, you know, reality of it, like the Kelly Cup champion yeah. you know, equipment manager. Like, and it, I mean, it's it just like further to your point, it's crazy. Like there is no path, but seems like you're on the right one now yeah i appreciate that I, and it's kind of crazy like you said too like how quickly everything happens right so i was with indiana tech and then when i took the job with Fort wayne at the time we were affiliated with vegas and they were with the chicago wolves at the time the american league there uh and i got invited to their training camp so you want to talk about going from one thing to the next i was sharpening oh, yeah. skates outside in a in a portable sharpener and the next in the thing coldest you know, fucking rink in the world <laughs> it is chilly yeah the next thing you know i'm uh i'm sitting there chatting with garrett sparks for 25 minutes and so it's it's like the the whole you know it spins quick to to where you end up and uh actually packy munson was at that training camp yeah the day before the day before i got there he got domed and his his cage was all bent to hell and uh yeah he i i never even actually met him because when i went up there he uh he obviously had a concussion from getting hit in the head there, and but I ended up having him later on, and yeah, so that was a pretty full circle thing there. Yeah, dude, packs of beauty. Actually, he uh, he said you guys would would uh, you know, get on the gridiron before games and really chuck the football yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would run some cool routes, and uh, I'll never forget. We had to like hide because I spoke about Joe being Joe. Joe was really good to me. He really was. I think. Uh, it was a tough situation for me to walk into his uh, the position that opened up used to be his sons, his biological sons. So I think he was a little frustrated with the organization, which rightfully so. I mean, um, but, you know, being a little bit grumpy at times, he was he was like, why are you throwing the football with that guy? Like, what are you doing? I was like, he just asked me to because nobody else he didn't want to bother them with their pregame. So uh, we would have to like hide on the other side of the rink so I could like 
throw these routes to him so that Joe wouldn't yell at me. It was pretty funny. I, I remember remember very specifically a few times we'd go to some places with lower ceilings and I, I'd let it fly and it'd just take out a ceiling tile or something. <laughs> so the War Memorial staff was not happy with me. I'll tell well, you that's, that. what he, that's what he said. He said you'd almost take out like innocent bystanders oh, every, oh, every yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fans just get to walk around our rink like it's free. And uh, oh. there was a few times that, you know, Packy would run a, a post route and, you know, head up. <laughs> No, and something else you you kind of talked about was obviously your affiliation, and I I don't know if if what I under if the story I got is true or not, but wasn't it like over what was it last summer or this or yeah this past summer or the summer before didn't like like you guys were with Vegas, and then all of a sudden like they didn't talk to you guys at all, and then one day didn't Savannah just announce that they were Vegas's affiliate, and you guys yeah, were just it, like oh well what. Yeah, it was definitely a little funky from what I understand. Obviously, I was not in those meetings. Um, yeah. But um, from what I understand, like they kind of they, they were, you know, dealing with Savannah at the same time. And I know that our ownership group was in communication with them as well. But um, I think maybe when they told us like, hey, we're still thinking. And then like the next day there was a press release. <laughs> our owners were like, oh, OK. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're with Edmonton now, which which was cool. I got to go out to Bakersfield this year and uh yeah, it, it's like you said, it was definitely a shock. Like, oh, all right. But um, this affiliation has been good for us too, though. Like Edmonton has been awesome. So, yeah. Uh, speaking, yeah. Of, speaking of Bakersfield, uh, a guy, our, our, um, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't know. Our golden goose, the one we've been chasing for a few months now is Jeff Saleko. How's he been with you guys? I mean, I know he's been there sparingly. I mean, it's usually when fans is down, but uh, yeah. how's he been? He's awesome, man. He's a really good time. And, uh, I haven't had a chance to go out for dinner with him yet, but I think the next time he's in town, I'm going to go out of my way because he's uh, he's always coming to drink the next morning. And uh, he, for some reason, I, I've got to ask him what hair product he uses because he'll get on the ice and his hair does not move a lick. Like he'll be buzzing down the ice, shooting pucks, whatever it is. And his hair is just still as stiff as when he got on the ice and looks great. So yeah, no, he's awesome. He's got a really cool personality. Uh, first time he came in, we were kind of like, okay, you know, feel him out. You don't want to say anything too inappropriate. And then, uh, he, uh, he let a couple things fly that I couldn't oh. stop laughing at. So he's, he's got a really funny personality. I really look forward to seeing him again soon. Cause he, uh, he's a really good fella. Yeah. I was going to say, there's not, they, there's no, uh, you don't need any filter around Sal. That's for no. sure. I, yeah, I learned that pretty quick. He's, uh, he's always coming to the rink the next morning with like stories. Hey, I went to this restaurant last night and then I went over here for a drink. I'm like, dude, text me. Like I'm, I'm a single guy sitting at home with my dog. I'll come out and have a beer with you. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah. He, but he's, uh, he's seen the, uh, the finer and not so finer parts of Fort Wayne. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's easy to get lost in the, the beautiful city of Fort Dub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like Fort. We, we call it Fort Vegas here, man. It's yeah. beautiful all year round. The weather's great. Never run out of things to do. Great place to live. Cost of li- living is uh, relatively cheap, as Moyes told us. You know, it's it's yeah. right there in the middle. It's it's fair, so uh, not a bad yeah. spot. But yeah, Sal's got a lot of stories. Like you talk about, <clears throat> we didn't know either. Uh, we seeing him were on the same team in the O for like a a handful of minutes there. Okay. And uh, before I think Sal got moved, but yeah, he's got some beauty stories from the O and uh, 
you know, especially from working in the league, the the NHL with the wings. But yeah, he's just a all around beautician. So that's I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to pick his brain a little bit. Like I said, I mean, you, like you said, actually, he hasn't been around too too much. Um, normally, he's down here with fans and um fans is awesome too i feel bad for him he, he came down for legit like 20 hours and then went right back up to calgary just this past couple of days here so long long travel day for him um but yeah anyways I, when, when he's down it's obviously nice to see sal and uh he like i said he's he's one of the first ones at the rink and uh every time i'm walking in and seeing him he's, he's always got a smile on his face and you know what is i don't even know if i'd call it a smile it's kind of like a sh- little shit-eating grin yeah, you know what I mean. Like he 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 did something that he doesn't want to tell you about, but he kind of does. And I'm like, this guy's got a little mystery to him. <laughs> He's always just sneaking around, man. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Um, Sky, something else that made me fucking chuckle was uh, <laughs> when you talk about fans just walk around your arena like it's free. <laughs> they oh. they like you can wander anywhere in that place, eh? Man, it's it, that's my biggest biggest pet peeve about working here man so like um, for anyone that hasn't been there my my equipment room is not attached to the locker room no <laughs> which is a nightmare because it, listen we're <laughs> okay we are very blessed to have the fans that we do we've got a lot of very loyal season ticket holding fans this organization's obviously a storied organization um it's uh it's cool to to have these season ticket holders and fans and they uh the ownership group really allows them to interact with the players on their way out they've got like a gated area that they can see every player and wobble like you know get autographs or whatever it is however (laughs) when when i have been at the rink for 16 hours straight and i'm trying to take the laundry down to my machine because i still have another two and a half hours before i get to get out of there and there is someone with an orange mohawk standing in my way right in front of my door that does not take the hint to get out of the way. There are those times that it becomes a very frustrating situation. Uh, but with that being said, yeah, the the fans can uh, literally go anywhere. It's it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, and there's, a, there's definitely a few players that like to sneak out. Uh, I had Dylan Ferguson that we used to have to walk him out like the Zamboni entrance because there was a lot of guys that wanted his like autograph on pictures and cards and stuff. So we would literally walk him across the ice to either the visiting room or all the way down through the Zamboni entrance just to get out with avoiding those, uh, those guys there. So it's a, it was a, a crazy, crazy part of our rink. That is for sure. Life in the minors, baby. That's what it's about. Life in the minors. It's built for me. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like you, you brought up four, four letter league guy, but at, at, all that means is you got a blue collar on, right? Absolutely. I do. You yeah. wake up, you wake up 7am, you, you kick a little Zach Bryan on, you oh, grab yeah. your fucking lunch pail, you yeah. pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you I get do. in the mud and you go to work, right? I do. Absolutely. I do. Yeah. A bunch of the fellas were giving me a, uh, giving me a hard time because I wear my shit kickers if I'm not at the rink there. So uh, I was wearing those around. We went for a supper or something like that. They were like, Scott, you're, you're a hillbilly. I was like, well, I know, man. You just don't get to see it. and Got to look professional at work, right? <laughs> so I am a little bit of a hick, and that's okay. I drive a 2012 F-150, and you know it's seen better days, but that's my and baby. It just rips, too, and it's it got rustles all down the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 50 V8, baby. You kidding me? Let's go. Oh, man. Um. Sky Beauty, you brought up uh, Kelly Cup Run. Yeah. I mean, any cool fond memories? I mean, the one picture of you just ripping Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Yeah, beers, I like that. Ele- like electric. That. But, uh, I have a couple a couple pretty interesting stories about that that run. Um, I think the, the most infamous one is we bust 
so the the way it was set up it was a five game playoff series. Um, we went to Allen, Texas, to play them in a five game, and we were the home seed, so we played the first two there, and then three back at home. Uh, so we bust down there, and it was like at this point because we had started so late, we were middle of June. Like it yeah. was, it was like the ice was bad. Like there was the rinks were being used for other things and whatever else. And uh, so we get down there, and there's no practice ice available and we're supposed to skate the next day for game one. So we kind of threw a fit to the league and we're like, listen, like we just traveled 20 hours on the bus. Like, come on. So they made Allen split their ice in half for us. So like not half ice by any means, that would have been a nightmare. But uh, if they had like an hour and 10 minutes, they made them give us like 35. So they just hopped off. Like the Zamboni didn't even come out. We just went on the dirty ice I wish um, they would have done like, cause that's what we do for our 10 U teams. They, they yeah. skate with like a 10 U team and an eight U team. You split the ice, Yeah, but 60 grown men out there just trying <laughs> to fight each other in a championship. It would have been and, funny. Uh, you guys have been skate. funny. <laughs> well, so they had Steve Martinson. He was their head coach. And uh, if you don't know any stories about Martin, he's yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's storied. That's for sure. He's uh, so anyways, we were like standing out. Uh, I was like, obviously sharpening, getting everything ready. And, uh, his big deal was he didn't want our team watching his team practice. Yeah. And like the locker rooms are legit right there. Like you can't not see what they're doing. So I'm standing out there and like, I think I was folding towels or something, something like media, like very whatever. And he's like banging his stick on the glass. He's like, this was my agreement with your coach. You're not allowed to watch our practice. And I turned around and I said, Marty, I'm the fucking equipment guy. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just turned around, went right back to practice and say, Oh, okay, man. Like this guy is hardcore. Um he thought so anyways, he was a stud goalie. That's what he was thinking. He's like, well, Oh shit. This guy's gonna run up. the wall on me. Yeah, he probably looked me up. He should have. So I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, no, I lose that fight every day of the week. That dude was legit nails. Um, anyways, so we we took the the one sleeper bus down there. Uh you obviously I think we were dressing 18 at the time, and I think we brought like 25. So I was on the floor right by the air conditioning module, 20 hour drive. So we all get there and all the guys that were like, obviously there's only, I think 18 bunks. You're bringing 26 players plus the staff. So everybody's on the floor. We get there and guys are legit, like sick, like, like coughing, hacking up lungs, runny nose, feel like shit, like nightmare fuel, especially going into game one. Uh, we've got guys taking warmups that we have no idea if they're even going to play or not. Like they're banged up and back hurts and back spasms from being on the floor and everything else. So we get through game one. Uh, they win. They had a really good team. And then the second game, uh, we were down four one after the second. And I don't like, I remember walking off the bench and like saying to my AT at the time, I was like, well, it's been fun, you know? Cause like, obviously you go down two games in a five game series and then you go home and all they have to do is steal one. Like I like oh. their odds. They had a really good team. Uh, they had this kid, Les Lancaster. That was one of the best players I've seen in this league. Like defenseman that played forward. It was stupid. Like he would break the puck out by himself. It was, yeah, he was a really good player, but I think he's almost um, like the top league in Finland now, man. He's, he was unbelievable to watch like really good player. Um, so our coach thought like, Hey, uh, we, we lost this game. I'm going to put our backup in and save Fergie, our starter for game three and like give him an extra 20 minutes of rest or whatever, blah, 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 I, whatever it was. So we put in Justin Kappelmaster, who is a, uh, he's been around the league and 
18 of the 30 different teams. Um, and we had only seen him play one period prior out in Utah. And I think he got shelled for a few, like we weren't playing well, like whatever. So we had no idea if this guy was even good or not, but he had played against that. He had played for Allen that same year. So he was like, all right, like maybe a little motivation for him. Um, Jackson Leaf came down, scored 4-2. And it, it was just one of those games too, I guess I should say before. You don't even feel like you have a chance. Like it felt like it was 10-1. Didn't feel like it was 4-1. Yeah. So all of a sudden Jackson Leaf scores, it's 4-2. And we're kind of like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think it was Anthony Nellis or something like that scored the next one. We're like, holy cow, this is a one goal game. So there's like four minutes left. We go on the power play. Brandon Hawkins, who you know, um, one timer from his office, boom, 4 4. We go to overtime. Oliver Cooper, game winner, 5 4. We win. So now we're going back home one to one. So in typical ECHL fashion, the only food that was open because we went to overtime was In and Out Burger. So middle of the, Feel the uh, body. Oh yeah. Western conference finals and everybody was going animal style fries and everything. And then we were getting on a bus together for 20 hours and the stomachs were not going to be in good, good shape for that. So this is where it gets interesting. At some point on the way back to Fort Wayne, all the fellows that were on the floor with their blankets and, and their fans and everything like that, uh, or their bags, rather they blocked the fans on the floor the air conditioning broke. So the like air conditioning motor for the bus, like just overheated and stopped because we had blocked up all the vents. So there, there was no air coming out. Perfect. We're going to take a real quick break from the show to talk about one of our presenting uh, sponsors here. And that is easy crease. Take your goaltending development to the next level by giving your goalies a crease every drill as they should have. I'm sure you remember when you were a kid, you're doing half ice stuff and you have no idea where you're at. You're lost, no man's land, wrong turn at Albuquerque, you know, stuff like that. Easy crease quickly and easily gives goalies a crease anywhere on the ice. It works great for small area games, goalie clinics, or just anytime your goalie doesn't have a crease. Be sure to order now at www.easycrease.com, spelled exactly how it sounds, or check them out on Amazon. Back to the show. And we still had 14 hours to go. <laughs> so I'll never forget Justin Vive. He's the captain of Cincinnati. One of the best fellas I've ever had on my teams. Uh, 6'6", 240, like just big fella. And he, I'll never forget, he got out of his bunk, ass naked at 6.30 in the morning. And he stands up and he took this breath like he had just been underwater for like three minutes. And he goes, <gasps> what the hell is going on? So... Again, in typical ECHL fashion, we stop at the pilot gas station. We were buying like frozen slushies. It's six o'clock in the morning. Um, we're buying McFlurries from McDonald's. We're buying ice bags. We're but like anything that we could possibly do to cool ourselves down. Um, and that was the cra- crazy thing too. Was like, correct me if I'm wrong. The days I don't know the exact days, but let's say we played game two on Tuesday. We played game three Thursday in Fort Wayne with a twenty-hour bus trip in between. So like the day off was the travel day. So we got back and like we, I was like getting the dressing room ready when we got back at like 6 p.m. from just the night prior playing in Texas yep. for the next morning skate. Like it was crazy. But um, yeah, it, that that story of uh, just everybody legit dripping. I don't think there was a single person on that bus that had anything more than underwear on. Um, and like that probably includes like even our radio guy was like down to his, sh- like just down to his sketch. Like it was crazy. 
um, <laughs> just a, a bus full of 35 men, mostly naked, if not com- like just boxers. And we had to play the next day. So yeah, that was, that was one pretty good story. Um, the other one, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell, but I'm going to anyways, cause I think it's hilarious. And now looking back, who cares? Um, but when we went down to South Carolina, uh, we played game one against South Carolina in Charleston and it was at their practice rink because they had yeah, rented dude, out their game rink. Yeah. They rented out their game rink to HBO to film some show. Um, so we were at their practice rink. Like they were legit spray painting the trapezoid behind the nets before each period when like the Zam would cut it and get rid of it. They would go out with more spray paint. Cheese toast. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So we go out game one. We beat them something like seven, two. And we're like, this is the finals. Like what is going on? Like, are we that good? Yeah. So our GM, like we had two days off in between our GM takes us out for dinner and we go to this barbecue spot. And it's a place called uh, Home Team or Hometown Barbecue in okay. Charleston. We're going back to this year, and I got to go just for the memories. But uh, so we walk in, and we're like, yeah, we have a party of 30. And they're like, oh, it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour. So our GM's like, you know what? We just won. Like, we've got another day off tomorrow. That's a practice day. Like, puts his credit card, and he's like, hey, like, I'll, I'll buy one drink for everyone. Like, his personal credit card. I'll buy, buy a drink for everyone. So Nick Laser. That little, oh, that little turd. He told me, he's like, if you guys go there, you got to get this drink called the Game Changer with a floater. So I'm like completely oblivious. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell all the boys. Like, perfect. So we get there and like, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll have a Game Changer with a floater. The bartender's like, oh, all right, coming right up. So they've got this frozen drink machine in the wall and she pours it out and it's a 24 ounce drink. And then she takes Jack and just pours a shot right on top of the frozen drink. <laughs> So I'm thinking like, all right, like it's probably just a frozen drink and then the alcohol's on top, right? I'm not kidding you. We guys started like seeing how good they were and it was hot outside. We ended up each having probably two or three and we were fucking wasted. (laughs) I mean, like, man, like we were wasted. Like I'm looking around at everybody. Everybody's hammered man and we played game two of the finals and two like might have even been the next day i don't know what it was but we were wasted and uh our captain aj jenks he's a michigan boy too he grabbed our grabbed our coach coaching staff and he goes don't you guys worry slurring his words don't you guys worry this time next week we're gonna be champions and that was that was the line of the day man because you could tell the staff and our gm a little bit too like they were obviously drinking too, but man, we were loaded and uh good thing it worked out in our favor. Cause otherwise that would have came back to bite us, but we had a good time. I'll tell you that. What was it called again, Sky? Uh, I looked I, it up. Either, yeah. It's either hometown or home team barbecue. Home game team changer. barbecue. There you go. Game changer with a floater. Game changer. A mix of gold Caribbean rum, spice Caribbean rum, orange juice, pineapple juice, cream of coconut, a dash of fresh grated nutmeg. This drink is frozen and full of flavor, <laughs> along with a shot of Jack Daniels. How could you not have one? I mean, shit, oh, it's 30 degrees you. in Michigan, but that sounds delicious That's right bad. now. If you, if you guys make it down there, it's one of the best drinks I've ever had, and it takes two to three to do the trick, and man, was it a good time. Yeah, I got wiring issues here inside my brain and my mic. Uh, Sky, the the first story you told, I mean, that sounds like a, a cute little romance novel for like, uh, you know, you, you find that in the ladies section. Yeah. Just a bunch of hockey players after a tough day. 
yeah. all in a bus, 30 dudes just stripped down. <laughs> oh, yeah. We we could have taken photos and sold them on OnlyFans. That's 100%, no doubt in my mind. People would have subscribed. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, because it was such a nightmare, our ownership group for the finals got us two sleeper buses so that we didn't oh, have anybody else for it. So the way down there was nice. But, man, it was uh, it was a not, not fun. I'll tell you that, man. That was a hot, hot, hot that trip. That year was just nuts, too. Yeah, oh, start to finish, man. Like, like four and fives every other week. Like, yep. like two, like, I don't know. Like, three that's what I threes, said. Four that's and five. I mean. like, like, we played 50 games and it felt like 100. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it, it was every other day we were playing hot. Like, we we're playing playing games on Tuesdays and, 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 like, Monday nights. And I'm like, I don't even know what day of the week it is, man. Like, we're just it seemed like we had a game every other day. Like it was so much hockey crammed into a short amount of time. And obviously I'm glad we did it in, in the, the grand scheme of things, but good God, man, I was, I was pretty, pretty burnt out on hockey for a while there during, the, during the dog days of March when it was like, Oh my God, we're playing again. Yeah. I think well, actually I- too, I think actually too, we had 50 games. We played wheeling 19 times and Indy 17. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds right. Cause that was the, uh, that was my, first year and I was in Jacksonville and I just I just remember like being like is this really what pro like I wasn't even playing and I was like dude I'm just tired like I'm like is this what pro hockey is this is nuts oh man it was a grind it was a grind they actually told me uh they told me on January 2nd that we were playing and our training camp started on the 9th I hadn't ordered anything I didn't have a single thing ordered no I didn't even know who we had signed we signed everybody in like six days. That's hockey. That's hockey, baby. <laughs> That's hockey. Um, Sky, uh, incredible, incredible adventures, incredible stories. I wanted to ask though, any good stories about Hawk? Because obviously, um, for those that don't know, if you haven't had the fortunate opportunity to, to play against Brandon Hawkins, he could be a goalie's nightmare. Guy rips yeah. the puck. Uh, he's got a mean floater. And like he sells you so hard on the fake because you're so used to reading, oh, he's gonna fire it at my head. Yep. And then he'll come off with like a nice little muffin that sneaks under the glove side or low blocker every every goddamn time. Yeah. And like you said, he's got his office on the power play, like kind of like OV style, where like you catch him right in the sweet spot, man. He's scoring every time. Yep. But uh I know he's a bit of a character. He's a big gear guy, like huge gear nerd. Wait, bigger than nerd. me. Yeah, bigger like, than me. He's a big like specs guy. Knows what's new. Knows what's old. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. You got any good uh, good tales to tell about him? I guess before I bury him, I should say that he's one of the best guys I ever met. Truthfully, uh, we lived. He was like my uh, so the apartment I lived at. He lived right underneath me, so we got to spend quite a bit of time together. Um, I still every single time we play Toledo, he comes over and gives me a hug. Like if we ever have an opportunity to go out, we go out. I see him in the summers when I go up. I go to uh, every summer. I go to Steve Alexi's East Side Elite uh, All Star Game. Get to see Hawk. I actually stayed with him two years ago. I think like incredible dude, incredible family, like awesome, awesome guy. Um, and like you said, legit gear nerd to where it's like worse than me. Like he knows, he knows like exactly what pattern when guys switch in the NHL that he doesn't even know, like be some 20 year old. He'd be like, Oh, did you see that guy switch curves? I'm like, no, man, I did not actually. I'm glad you picked up on that. Um, I think my favorite Hawk story, and it's really not even that good of one. Um, we had a vet. Well, actually, you know who we had? It was Travis Howe. Really? Oh, oh dude, yeah. I got a we had Howie and uh, he 
yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that. Cause that was Macklin. Yeah, it would have been that year. Yeah, so we did have we had Howie. Uh, I really liked Howie. Had a lot of time for him. And Hawks got the old school Sherwood shoulder pads that like tie up and everything. And Howie was like, "How can I get those? Like, I want those because when I fight, I I don't want guys to have like stuff to grab onto and like whatever it was." Um, and Howie's a very technical like. I, I'll never forget. I had to sew up his fight strap like eight different times just during warmups to try to get it exactly how he wanted it. Like he, which well, I'm not going to be the one to tell him no. Um, so I, yeah, I was tightening his fight strap for him and everything else. But anyways, Hawk somehow messaged the seller of his sideline swap buyer that he had bought his own shoulder pads. And this guy went on like a manhunt to find these shoulder pads for Howie. And all of a sudden, like I get a box at our like team office and it's just a box that says to Brandon, like your friend, I don't even know what Andrew or I don't even know what it was. And it was just these shoulder pads. This guy legit went on a mission to find for Travis Howe because Hawk had like begged them to go find them for this guy. So like if that tells you anything about how big of a gear nerd this is, like Hawk is just, he eats, breathes and sleeps it. Um, the only other good one that I had was down in SoCo. Um, if you look at his sticks or his Instagram or whatever, he spray paints the bottom of his stick chrome silver. Ugh. It's horrible, but I have no idea why he started doing it. Just one day, I, I think I accidentally had spray paint in there and he saw it and just ran with it. And they had like three that night. So it was like, oh, here we go. So everybody calls him the silver surfer because he's legit silver, like halfway through a stick down. But uh, we got down to SoCo and obviously we had taken the team bust and uh, there was like no hardware stores or anything like that. And they didn't have silver spray paint. Oh no. Like I couldn't find it. And he had like broken two sticks and he was down to one and he's like, dude, I need the spray paint. We're in the finals. I need the spray paint. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? So I actually <laughs> I walked four miles from our hotel and went to Home Depot and bought like three cans of silver spray paint and then took them to the rink. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I was like, just so you know, this is the track that I had to go through just to get this for you. And he's like, okay, thanks. Like, I was like, you little rat. But no, he's, he, like I said, to start, to start everything off, he's awesome, man. One of the, one of the best. And uh, I hate, hate seeing him in uh, the Toledo colors. I thought he looked way better in orange, but uh, that's okay. Dude. Those shoulder pads, how he had those, when I was with him in Jacksonville, he had those shoulder pads. Cause I remember I was like, dude, those things look like they're 50 years old. Yeah. Were you, were you there when he tried going down the, going down the tunnel? I was, yeah. Oh I was my. Actually, yeah. So I, I was the one that kind of told the boys, cause obviously he was the last one on the ice. Um, and it was Tyler Drevich that would, he would like, yeah. I think it was his first year in the league and he was trying to make a name for himself or whatever. And, he was like the last one on the ice, no matter what road or home. And so how he dressed that game and uh, he skated over to him with like a minute left in warmups. He's like, I, I was standing on the bench because how he told me, <laughs> I hope I don't get in trouble for telling this, but he told me before he went onto the ice, Hey, Sky, come here. And I, I came over to him. He goes, watch this. I'm going to make a mockery of this warmup. And that was the last thing he said to me. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. So, he goes out on the ice and Drevich was one of the last ones on the ice and he skates up to him and just says, Hey, we're not doing that today. Like you're going to get off the ice when the buzzer goes, like you're getting off. And you could hear this Drevich guy say, who the F are you? Like, who are you? <laughs> how he didn't like that very much. Uh, how he's been around the league for a while. He's proven who he is. He didn't like that. This kid asked who the hell are you? Um, 
so how he he's like i'll fight you i don't care this trevich kid he's like as he's stepping off the ice backwards facing howie and he's like just come here come here i'll fight you come here and how he's like okay so he walked on their bench on their tunnel i'm watching this happen and there's no one else on the ice or on the bench i think it's actually hawk i think hawk's the one that's the only one that's me and him so i kind of like i'm not gonna lie i kind of ran into the room and we had a couple pretty tough fellas too and i said hey boys like how he went into their locker room <laughs> so if you watch the video there's like three or four guys that come out like just their top gitch like they had already taken their shoulder pads off i think it was matt bowden's who actually went and grabbed him and like had to skate him back into our locker room um i couldn't believe it joe Ernst, the the, the rules guy was at our, our rink there and watching the warm-up and he let him play i thought for sure he was going to call down and be like no that guy's suspended he can't play um and then uh our coach put him out with like 30 seconds left in the game I don't know quite what he was expecting to happen, but exactly what you would expect to happen did. Um, and he grabbed a few guys and nobody would fight him. So he went to center ice and uh, he, he made a logo uh, with something like this. With something like this. Okay. And it was <laughs> down. And he did, uh, I think he did three different circles to let everybody know that uh, he felt that they were, they were the female reproductive system because they wouldn't fight him. <laughs> and uh, he got suspended nine games. And uh, yeah, nine games. And I hated the way it happened, but uh, we let him go after that. And then like really happy for him. But Jacksonville picked him up. He served his nine games and he's become a fan favorite down there. That's another yeah. one. Good fella. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think that's actually how he, how he ended up in Jacksonville was because of that yeah. whole incident. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely agree with you that he is all time. He's for what you like for how scary he is on the ice, off the yeah. ice. He is one of the like most genuine, like nice human beings and legit. I yeah, definitely he, enjoyed my time with him to say the he, least. He gets it for sure. He was he was definitely taking care of me and my uh me and my assistant Fitzy every single time that we needed anything or um if we were going out for dinners or anything like that. Whether he was picking up the tab or buying us a drink or whatever, like all-time fella got a lot of time for him yeah he's also a sicko oh he'll go he will go toe-to-toe with anybody he's in the american league right now with san diego he's been up there five six games he fought boco again um yeah like i love (laughs) he had one game with tucson uh fought boco in that game too and uh when i asked him about it he's like he has a -a make-a-wish game (laughs) that's like how he don't say Uh yeah, how about his stat line with San Diego? Six games, twelve games or twelve pims. Yeah, I love that. It is pretty good, man. He's a presence. He, he's a big boy. Um, I've got one pretty funny Travis House story. Uh, his first game he played for us was on the road in Indy, and he had a uh, like iPhone maybe seven, eight, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he had like the wired headphones plugged in, and uh, he was out. He was outside in like there's a area you can walk to. And they've got like a garage door that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's got those coverings for your skates or whatever. And guys are stretching and all of a sudden they just hear bang, 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 bang. And it was legit like that scene out of Goon where like Ross the Boss Ray is punching the wall. Like how he was legit boxing the garage door. Well, he had his music in and his phone was in his pants. And his phone fell out of his pants as he was throwing punches. And he stepped on his phone with his skate blade. And, like, oh, legit no. just shattered his phone, broke it. 
So he comes to me and he's dripping sweat and he's like, Sky, I'm trying not to freak out right now, but I really need my music. I was like, okay, buddy, what do you want? You want my, you want my phone? It's like, that'd be great. So I gave him my AirPods and my iPhone. <laughs> and, uh, I, swear, I swear to God, I like put it in and you know how, when you like pull up Spotify and you like, I guess the first thing I tended to do was like hit play. And I was kind of trying to like hurry for him, man. No, no word of a lie. I think I was listening to like, shania twain at the time it was like song on and just right through his ears as he's trying to get dialed in to go potentially kill someone is shania twain i was like ah sorry about that so we had to switch over like avenge sevenfold or something for him nothing gets the boys going and the blood boiling just like a little bit of shania yeah well you know what i mean the classics are the classics you can't deny them (laughs) this guy's this guy's stat line is insane though i mean like he was in the mj had two games in the queue in 13, 14. Then he went to the like uh, MJA, whatever that was. Then yep. he had Air 246 times. PIMs in the null. Yeah. And then straight to the Fed. Was that somewhere Fed. in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he has some pretty funny stories from that. Corpus. that yeah. Corpus, yeah. He's got, I guess he was like, he was like a fan favorite down there too. Like he, uh, he's, he's a scary human being, but just like Moise said, like, legit one of the most genuine human beings you'll ever meet like would do anything for anyone give the shirt right off their back like i remember the day that he got cut uh he lived like 20 minutes from me and i legit like drove over there after i had already given his equipment at the rink just to say goodbye to him so uh yeah one of one of the best i've ever had in my room and i've been pretty blessed man like i've uh four years in this league and i i really can only count on one hand like the shit guys that i've had like there's always those guys you won't see eye to eye with but um I've had some really, really good fellas in, in through our room, and uh, Howie would definitely be one of them. Yeah, this guy's an anomaly, man. What a monster. Yeah, um, dude. Anyways, Sky, Fort Dub, favorite things to do there? Give us a list of a quick five. I don't know if I can. Corner pocket? Oh, the corner pocket's up there. It's a good spot. The boys been going there quite a bit this year because the kitchen's open a little bit later. It's a good spot. Um, I really like this spot called Pub 1802. It's got some good food pretty close to where I live, which is nice. Um, unfortunately, the majority of these top five are going to be bars because Fort Wayne doesn't have much else than that. What about uh, the pup hut course? Well, <laughs> I don't know if that cracked my top five. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm good... throwing out ideas. That's all. Yeah, I'm just trying no, to help. What about, what about the establishment right in front of the War Memorial there with the, uh, the yeah, yeah. sign? Yeah, that's a good spot. I would say that almost has to be top five. Um, I don't even know, man. I've tried to tell all the visiting teams to stay overnight, but if you take like a ticket stub, there's free admission to that spot. So you don't even have to pay the little $5 cover. Oh yeah. Any ticket stub from the war Memorial gets you in for free. So it's a little, little treat. Um, yeah, that seems to be all the road team's favorite spot to go to. So it's, I can't blame them. It's right across uh, from the hotel. It's very close. Very close. Yeah. I think, uh, Fort Wayne is definitely a, it lacks some nightlife. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we, we try to have a good time to be honest with you. Like I said, we have a really good group and most of the guys live all at one apartment complex. So, uh, one of my favorite things is like, we'll just make dishes and just watch hockey together. So, a uh, couple bottles of vino and, uh, maybe make up a cheesecake or a couple steaks or whatever it is and just kind of hang out. And, uh, that seems to be pretty fun um there's another the, all the all the bars we like to go to are pretty gritty there's another little watering hole here called the latch string and uh i think you can legit probably fit 50 people in the whole place and there's there's been a few days that we've put a shift or two in there and <laughs> go and uh take over the touch tunes for a couple hours get some zach Bryan going and 
piss everybody else in the bar off, but have a good time. So is uh is flashback still a thing? It is kicking. Yeah, they uh they moved from the old location. They used to have a two story location that was awesome, and then they moved uh, a little bit closer to the rink, but not quite the same. But yeah, it's it's still around. Mitchell's is the one that like if anybody ever asks, I tell them that's where you should go. Um, bunch of TVs, bunch of drinks, bunch of everything. They just opened a country bar, but I haven't been yet. Uh, oh, dude, I've been to ow. Mitchell's when we were there for State Wars uh, yeah. X amount of years ago. We were there after we got knocked out and we were ripping pool tabs and having pitchers. Yeah, it's not a bad little spot. Like it's it's sports bar, it's decent food, it's a lot of drinks, whatever. Um, they just opened like a country bar right across the hallway there that's got like a riding a mechanical bowl and stuff like that. So uh, you can get a couple loonies out there and, and that thing and just sit back and people watch. Absolutely. You get uh you get into the Midwestern pull tab? Oh, do I ever. Do I ever. Cardboard crack? I was with Weiser and they, they, they don't have crack? him at the bar. They got to get him at his bar. Razzles. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I'm a big pull tab guy. Love the, uh, love the sports betting. Love the, uh, love the, uh, pull tabs. But I don't know if you guys know this. We're not allowed to bet on, uh, any hockey this year. They, they had a big thing with, uh, the CHL. Can't bet on any hockey at all. So, uh, I'm just trying to get really good at like European tennis and stuff, like 3 a.m. and, I don't know. There's some guy named Raju that keeps winning me a bunch of money on different sets. So <laughs> that's uh, that's the true DGen move when you're up at 3 a.m. and you're just betting on like a five year old yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It, you know what happens with the Russian ping pong? Yeah, Russian ping pong. I haven't dabbled into that yet. I need to. If there's a line for it, let me know. Um, the best part about going to Wheeling is that they've got the mobile casino there, so I'll just sit in my bed and you know rip blackjack and uh, have a coffee. It's a that's that's a that's the best part about Wheeling, I would say. <laughs> yeah you gotta be careful there <laughs> yeah yeah you do it eh? <laughs> oh yeah it's a good time i yeah there's there's, there's some stories i'd rather not tell um sky are you gonna go see uh the zach bryan uh show this summer with uh moiser with shoulders and everybody man yeah, bird, baby Really, really cool thing. A bunch of the fellas uh, went in and uh, instead of giving me tips for Christmas, they bought me two tickets to Railbird Festival. Uh, Zach Bryan, Tyler Childers, Charles Wesley Godwin, 49 Winchester, like the list goes on and on. Um, so they uh, they bought me those for Christmas. It was unbelievable. So, um, yeah, super, super excited. I've got two younger brothers. Uh, one of them is actually currently down in uh, Florida trying to become a uh, MLB umpire. He's at the MLB umpire camp right now. Yeah, and then my other brothers in college, and they're both huge Zach Bryan guys too. So, uh, if my brother, my other brother's available, I'll probably uh, fork over the other ticket and bring him down and uh, see if we can get the three of us to go. And we tend to have a pretty good time when all three of us get together. So, oh, that's dude, what uh, that'll actually be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, dude. That was that was Chloe's big gift to me for Christmas was a couple of tickets to that. Oh, and what a gift that is, right? Like oh, that line, unbelievable. I can't I'm wait. So excited. If 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 anybody like Ev, you you haven't seen him in concert yet, no? No. I've seen him twice, man. I, I swear to God, I would go every other weekend if I could, man. Like it's one of the most electric shows I've ever seen. Um, I I'm legit like a fan girl. Like my my uh my little sister actually speaking of my little sister's Christmas present to me was she got me American Heartbreak on vinyl. Oh, sick! So I've just been ripping that in the background here, which has been awesome. So. Yeah, it, it's a it's a really cool concert, and if if uh, if there's anywhere close to Detroit, and you need a partner to go with. You let me know. I absolutely will. I uh, 
I still remember when I when we were it was last middle of the summer or whatever, and I texted Moise. I'm like, holy shit, he's playing Red Rocks. Like, you want to talk about like oh. a place to go see would be like Unreal. And then as we right right when we clicked in the Ticketmaster, like like I don't know how to describe Red Rocks. Never been there, but like you want to talk about like left side far back. And it was oh, a yeah. thousand bucks. Yeah, I'm like, there's no chance. Like, what? There's yeah. no fucking way. No. Like, on top of flights oh. into Denver, and then yeah. you're gonna pay for that. No shot. I will. I will say too, like all my homies hate Ticketmaster. You know what I mean? Like Hilarious. thousand bucks for that. You're kidding so me. So right? funny. <laughs> That's the best thing. I actually, uh, me and my brothers were having a couple of drinks one night, and uh, they were in town here, and I saw that he released those shirts. And it's like a ticket, and it says scam. And they're thirteen bucks. I ordered like. Oh, I bought them. one. Yeah, I, I, ordered like, I ordered like 10 of them, man. I got one for my dad. My dad doesn't even know who Zach Bryan is, but he's going to be wearing it. So. <laughs> oh, Dude. man. Go ahead, Moiser. No, I was just like, I re- like, I saw him in, uh, obviously I saw him in Cleveland. And like, he, he actually posted the video like on his reels or whatever. But yeah, like something in the orange, literally the entire crowd is just screaming as loud as they can everyone yeah. has their you know flashlight or their lighter out and it was just yeah. like i it, it felt like church or something you yeah know? Was, yeah honestly no honestly that it, it's uh it was seriously one of the best concerts i've ever been to i went twice uh just in the same tour same thing i saw him once in virginia with my two brothers and then i saw him once uh in indianapolis with my cousin and Man, what a what a treat that was! That dude puts on a show, and his opener, Charles Wesley Goblin, I got into him pretty big too. He's from uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, and I'm seeing uh, him in Pittsburgh next month. Oh my God, dude, enjoy because he's he puts on a hell of a show. He's I think he'll be pretty big. He's making his Opry debut I think next month, and it'll be a he'll be a big name I think. But uh, so let me flip the script here. Favorite Zach Ryan song? Oof. Uh I, I, for whatever reason lately, I've been listening to Hell or High Water. Great, too. like nonstop. The live, one? The live yeah. one, yeah, yeah. Ev, uh, it's mainly just because I just came off the road, but I was listening to No Cure a lot. Oh, uh, what a banger, man! Highway Boys don't die. That fuck, <laughs> but when when you do a roadie from Buff all the way down to like Youngstown, and you're stopping Erie, you stop in all those little like little small towns. And then yeah. he goes over to, to cap it off and see Moiser in Cleveland at Razzle Dazzles. Like, uh, you know, it fits the, fits the mark. Um, I had to take a tarp off real quick. My little brothers and I got matching tattoos that say Godspeed on them. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's my, my mom's handwriting and then my father's handwriting is the speed portion. But uh, that was my little brother's first tattoo. And I already had a few. So I was like, you designed it. I don't really care. Showed up. And that's what we ended up with. So. I think that would probably be my top song right now, at least. That's pretty cool. Um, toughest town you ever been to, Sky? Um, I didn't love toughest. Honestly, Moiser, maybe you can speak to this and give me a better option here, but I didn't love Jacksonville, man. Like, the, it's just a weird setup because we stayed at a really nice hotel, but then we were told like we weren't able to walk to the rink like by yourself. Like you should probably walk with multiple people. Um, and then had, like, man, like I was walking in with like my like skate stuff and they like, they took like a metal wand to me. Like they were like, like metal detectors and it was, it was weird. Um, but the rink's really nice. Like the setup there is really nice, but the city as a whole, like I ended up Ubering by myself to some burrito shop. And then when I got back, like, 
their equipment guy was asking me, oh, where'd you go for lunch? And I told him, and he's like, you went there? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, oh. Who I was it, Turks? Uh, no, it was, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. He's in Winnipeg now in the dub. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't, was I didn't have that guy. Yeah, really young kid. Uh, he was really good at his job, too. I can see his face. Cole, uh, oh, I feel horrible. Can't remember his last name. Yeah, his first name's Cole. Really good fella. Good at his job, too. Yeah. No, it was, I, to be honest with you, and I don't know if it's maybe just because I, uh, like, it was warm and I had just came from Columbus, Ohio, but uh, I it was it was a weird city in the sense that it seemed like to get anywhere, it was at least like a 15 minute drive at the bare yeah. minimum. Like it, it just, it's everything felt really spread out, but it was, it was, I, the sit, like it was cool because like there was a lot of, like, for whatever reason, it seemed like there was a lot of like little, like there was cool little coffee shops and cool yeah. little, like mom and pop restaurants. Yeah. And it just seemed like those were everywhere. It was, it wasn't it, like that all the chain. I mean, there was obviously chains like anywhere, sure. but seemed like they hadn't really uh taken over too bad but the i mean the rink was sick yeah but i do know i do know like kind of around there like some spots are just sketch i even guess, like the yeah they yeah, moved I, the apartments I, but even the apartments we were in they weren't like that year at least i know they moved them and they changed them i think they're a lot nicer now but the ones we were in it was like our literally our washer and dryer were on the on like the back porch yeah it, like it was it was just bananas it, that that would be up there i think if i could change my answer i would probably say tulsa Oof. uh also was tough the bok center was not my favorite spot um yeah weird weird city really cool casino though they got like a jimmy buffett casino there but yeah i i would say that that those two would be up there um yeah, not not a big fan of those two. That's for sure. Tough towns, baby. That's what the minors and uh, junior hockey live in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, well, Moyes, you got anything else? No, Sky, dude. Thank you so much for everything. Hopefully, you get to sew that nameplate on here before the end of the year for me. I'll be ready, buddy. You guys let me know because I'll be driving. I'll be in. I'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, before you know it. Oh, and Hopefully I will it's have on a so if it's a so dollar much. beer night too, holy. Oh yeah. Uh, you don't have to worry about that anyways. I'll look after you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, hey, thank you guys seriously for having me. It's a cool opportunity. I think uh, what you guys are doing here is awesome. And uh, I really truly mean it. I do listen to all your guys' episodes. I'm a couple behind right now, but it's uh, when you spend as much time on the bus as we do, it's uh, anything to change up the, the everyday routine of listening to the same shit. So uh, being able to to hear legit people that deal with some of the same issues that you deal with on a daily basis. It's a, it's a cool outlet that you guys have going here. So I truthfully mean it. Like, thanks for having me on. We appreciate it, Sky, man. We're just a bunch of blue collar guys trying to, you know, create, create something here. Have a Absolutely. little talk show. You know what I mean? I love it, man. I love it. It's a cool, uh, it's a really cool thing. So, all right. Thanks buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, man. We'll see you guys soon. And uh, thanks for everything. Good luck the rest of the way too. eh? Absolutely. I appreciate it. Go comments. Go comments, no comments baby. <laughs> no comments.